Together Daily Podcast, a ministry of the Kerwin Baptist Church in Kernersville, North Carolina. Our prayer is that through these daily devotions, we can believe together, even when we can't be together. Please join us for a brief devotion Monday through Friday as we strive to continue daily with one accord, as the first church did in Acts chapter 2. Now, here is our pastor, Daniel Hawtrey, with our devotion today. Welcome to Believing Together. We appreciate you so much joining us for our podcast today. My name is Frank Newsom, uh, youth pastor here at Kerwin Baptist Church. Uh, it's my honor and privilege to be able to uh, open God's Word with you and share with you today. Uh, so thank you for listening. And uh, I think all of us have probably had this scenario in our lives where we have uh, met someone, um, we've bumped into someone, um, you know, seen someone on TV, and immediately that person reminds us of someone else. They remind us of a friend. They remind us of a family member based on the way they talk, the way they walk, you know, what they look like, maybe some of their mannerisms, their characteristics. But uh, we look at that person and they remind us of someone. Or, or how about this annoying scenario when uh, you meet someone and they remind you of someone, but you can't quite place uh, who that person is. Um, you know, those are the types of things <laughs> that keep me awake at night. Uh, my wife gets mad at me sometimes because I don't stress about money and finances and, and things. You know, those are the types of things that drive me crazy. Is man, I met somebody today and they reminded me of somebody. I can't think of it. But we've all had that scenario where we've met someone and that person reminds us of someone else. And there's a beautiful passage of Scripture in the book of John, John chapter number 13. You can uh, turn with me there if you'd like. But in John chapter number 13... Uh, Jesus is having a an intimate moment with his friends. You know, we, we call them the disciples, but I don't know that calling them the disciples really um, really defines the relationship that he had with these men. These were his best friends. These were his family. These were the people that he cared about the most. And, and in this moment, Jesus is trying to very gently tell his friends, his disciples, that, you know, he doesn't have much longer here on this earth. What we see here, the uh, the words of a man who literally has um, just days left uh, before he goes to the cross. He's really close um, to dying here. And, and Jesus wants to let these disciples, these friends of his, know that, hey, you guys are going to have to carry on this ministry without me. And so what we see here in these few verses that we're going to look at is Jesus in, in, in a moment, um, a gentle moment, a sweet moment with his disciples, Jesus is describing to them how they can carry on his ministry after he has gone. And um, I want to read these verses to you real quick. I want to start in verse number 33 of John chapter number 13. And the Bible here says, Little children, uh, yet a little while I am with you. In other words, uh, friends of mine, I'm just here for a few more days. I'm just here for a little bit longer. And then he, he continues to say, You shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, Whither I go, you cannot come. No, so now I say to you. So in other words, Jesus is saying, I'm leaving. I'm going to a place that you can't go with me yet. I still have work for you to do. I, there's still things that you need to accomplish here. And there's, I'm going to a place that, that you can't go yet. But he says, This is what I want to say to you. Look at verse number 34. Uh, it reads here, A, a new commandment. I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So, so what we have here is Jesus, uh, his last few words, one of his last teaching times with his disciples, 
and he kind of chooses a little bit of a strange subject. Jesus uses the subject of recognition. He uses the subject of identity and love um, to kind of teach his disciples that, hey, I'm going away. You're going to have to carry on the ministry. And so this is how you do it. And he chooses this idea of recognition and identity. And, and listen, it is by following this instruction. This instruction right here that Jesus gave, it is by following this instruction and this teaching that the world would continue to recognize who Jesus was even after he was gone. And so Jesus, when he, when he says, hey, you're going to have to you're going to have to carry on this ministry. People are going to have to recognize me through you. And Jesus doesn't say, well, the way that the world is going to recognize you is by some strict moral code. The way that the world is going to recognize you is not by how much Bible, you know, how much scripture you have memorized. Um, they're not going to know you by uh completing a checklist of, of do's and don'ts. No, Jesus said, here's how the world's going to know you if you love one another. And, and, and I think it's interesting here that, that Jesus, in verse number 34, um, kind of explains to us how we should love each other. And he didn't just say, hey, you got to love one another and then leave it at that because then the word love would have been open to interpretation. We could have decided, well, this is what I think love is, or this is what I think love is, or that right there is what I think shows love. No, no, Jesus, Jesus doesn't leave it open to interpretation. He says um, that I'm going to explain to you. I'm going to define love for you. I'm, I'm even going to give you a living example of that. So, so notice what verse number 34 says. He says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. Okay, we know that. Well, what is love? What does love look like? And the, Jesus gives us the definition here. He says, the new commandment I've given to you that you love one another, watch this, as I have loved you. And so the question is, is man, if I want to show Jesus, if I want people to recognize Jesus in my life, if I want them to see Jesus through me, well, what do I have to do? Well, is it, do I have to live a, a more strict life? Do I have to obey more rules and regulations and things? Well, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus made it super simple. He said, if you want people to recognize me through you, he says, you've got to love one another. And then he says, as I have loved you. So how do we love our brothers and sisters? How do we love our brothers and sisters in Christ and, and our family and our friends and our, our teammates and our coworkers? How do we love them? Well, we have to love them like Jesus did. Well, how did Jesus love? And I want to give you four things real quick um, that are biblical. And um, we're going to look at this idea of how Jesus loved. So number one, Jesus loved selflessly. Jesus loved selflessly. You know, even in even the greatest human love, any love story you want to pick, um, Romeo and Juliet, you know, uh, Cinderella, Prince Charming, any of those, any of those love stories, any of those things we immediately think of as, as great love stories, there's still an element of self in those love stories. The, the element of what do I get out of this? How am I, how am I coming out on top in this relationship? And with Jesus, we don't see any of that. We don't see Jesus ever seeking himself in any relationship, in any interaction that he has. In fact, Jesus, uh, when he would heal someone on numerous occasions through the Gospels, Jesus would say, hey, listen, don't tell anybody about this. He was not seeking self-gratification for this. He wasn't seeking to get a bigger crowd or to become more popular, to get a bigger following. No, Jesus was doing this because he loved people and he loved them selflessly. Uh, we, we see that time and time again. Jesus' one desire was to give of himself selflessly. I want you to see, number two, that not only did Jesus love Jesus loved selflessly, number two, he loved sacrificially. 
Jesus loved sacrificially. And immediately we think, oh, the cross. Jesus died on the cross. He died for us. Yes, that is sacrificial love, and that's the greatest example of sacrificial love. But Jesus literally gave himself sacrificially throughout the Gospels. You know, I think of Mark chapter number two, I believe it is, where Jesus has this really long day, and he's healing people, and he's doing miracles. And at the end of the day, he heals uh, Peter's mother-in-law and you know he goes to bed probably really late that night probably exhausted just mentally physically emotionally just drained and the bible says that long before day he got up to go and to pray and to prepare for the day and to meet with his father and it says when the the disciples woke up peter comes to him and the disciples come to hey everybody's looking for you and jesus doesn't say hey listen guys can i get a minute to myself no he gave sacrificially that that's how jesus gave and you know our thought here should be how can i sacrifice more of my time my treasures my talent for the lord you know we, we sacrifice but we don't necessarily sacrifice all of it a lot of times how can we love more sacrificially um number three is uh jesus loved um sympathetically um, Jesus was very sympathetic in his love. You know, Jesus knew his disciples well. He knew the good. He knew the bad. He saw all the, uh, the strengths that they had. He also saw the weaknesses. You know, there's an old saying that uh, you never know somebody until you live with them. And, and, and that's, that's so true, man. When you're dating someone or when you get to know someone and they're friends with you and, and you just meet them, boy, they, they put on the best show possible, right? This is the best version of myself, and you really only know that person until you spend a lot of time with that person. You really get to know them. You know the old saying that love is blind? Well, I would, I would say that I don't think that's true. Love is open-eyed. True love sees the weaknesses. It sees the, the meltdowns. True love sees the, the bad and the good, but then chooses to continue to love. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet what? Not, not righteous people. No, while we were still sinners. While we were the worst of the worst, Jesus still loved us. And, you know, I would even challenge you to think Jesus and his relationship with Judas. You know, when Jesus met Judas for the first time, he saw three years down the road. He saw Jesus kissing him on the cheek in the, in, in the garden and, and betraying him. Jesus saw Judas do that. And, and yet he still said, hey, I want you to follow me. I want you to be one of my disciples. Man, he loved sympathetically. And I want you to notice, number four, that Jesus loved forgivingly. He loved forgivingly. You know, just a few days from this passage right here, Jesus' best friend on this earth, Peter, the, the unquestioned leader of the disciples, was going to deny Jesus. In fact, all of the disciples were going to deny Jesus. In fact, all of them were going to scatter. In fact, when Jesus was arrested, they all kind of ran for their lives. And, and I love that there was no failure, there was no wrongdoing that they had done that Jesus was not willing to and able to forgive. You know, I think it was probably easier for Jesus to forgive, or at least it would be for me. It would be easier for me to forgive the Roman soldiers who beat me and punched me and crucified me because that's what they were supposed to do. That's what Romans did. That's, that's what the Roman guards and, and, and soldiers did. They were just doing their job. But it would have been a lot harder for me to forgive Peter. It would have been a lot harder for me to forgive the rest of those disciples because they were my friends. And if you've ever been hurt by a friend, you know that, that friend hurt is just a totally different kind of hurt. But Jesus forgave his friends. And, you know, I thought it appropriate just as we start summer, as, as we start, um, you know, this, this season of, of, of being out and being around people and, and being and traveling and, and going here and going there, I thought it would be appropriate for us to kind of talk about, hey, 
How does the world recognize Jesus through me? It does not recognize me through my criticism. The world does not recognize Jesus through me because of my good works or my good deeds or my, my list of do's and don'ts. You know, I want people to, to look at me. I want people to have a conversation with me. I want people to interact with me. And I want them to leave that interaction and say, you know what, there, there's something about that guy. There's something about him. He, he reminds me of someone. And, man, they may not recognize it right off the bat, but I want eventually for someone to come around and say, you know what, it's Jesus. He reminds me of Jesus, the way that the way that he carries himself, the way that he loves people, his mannerisms, his characteristics. Now, I'm a, I'm a long way from that. But that should be our desire. God knows that that's my heart's desire is that people would meet me and that they would see Jesus. And I hope that's your desire too. Jesus told us in verse number 34 and verse number 35. Let me read these couple of verses to you one more time as we close. And let's kind of keep these in mind today as we go through and we interact. Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples. By this shall all men recognize that you're my friends, if you have love one to another. Thank you so much for listening to Believing Together today. We so appreciate it. If you don't have a church home, we'd like to invite you to Kerwin Baptist Church. We think you would love it here. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. God bless. We are thankful that you joined us for this podcast today. We encourage you to subscribe to the Believing Together daily podcast. And please feel free to contact us through our church website, kerwinbaptistchurch.com, if we could be of further assistance. May God richly bless you today.